<laughs> Welcome everyone to another edition of Matthew's Mazda Wolf Mayhem Special Halloween Edition. Oh yeah! So, tonight is a night for frights. And we are all in a pandemic. Some of you might be trick-or-treating. We didn't. We busted a pinata for our kids in the backyard. Gave them all the candy. We're going to steal some of that anyways. It doesn't matter. The point is this. That I hope you all are safe. I hope you all are keeping calm. I hope you're keeping yourselves together. Maybe keep yourselves busy with something. But regardless of what it is, the whole point of this is that I'm going to talk about all the scary stuff that I love for Halloween. So without further ado, let's carry on with this Halloween edition of Matthew's Mosley of Mayhem. So the first thing I want to talk about is basically horror movies. Um, I have a lot of horror movies that I like. Uh, I don't. I'm not really into slashers. Slash. Um, slasher. Slash. <laughs> take a shot. Slashers. Slash. Torture. I'm not really into those. Um, to me, those those are they they can be you know the true I guess epitome of like human evil. You know like how like because stuff like that really has happened. You know people have really done stuff like that to other people in real life throughout history. So it's it's. Ooh. I mean, I don't need to see that to entertain myself. I'll tell you what does entertain me, though. I love sci-fi horror. When I say sci-fi, I'm talking about, like, Aliens, Predator, uh, The Thing. Oh, my God, I love that movie. Um, I love ghosts, like Insidious, uh, you know, The Grudge, um, The Ring, even. Uh, you know, there, there's several ghost movies. I love those ones. Those ghosts, to me, are awesome. It's just because, you know, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what's going to happen. Um... You know, House on Haunted Hill, the original and remake. Um, also, you can't beat the classics. The creature features. Come on, man. Creature from the Black Lagoon, King Kong, Godzilla, Kaiju, um, you know, Dracula, Frankenstein's Monster. Uh, the list goes on. You can't beat the classics. They're there. And then comedy horror is funny, too. You know, like scary movies. I actually enjoy all those. I, you know, I'll tell you this right now. In every single scary movie... There's one scene that just makes me laugh uncontrollably. There's at least one in every single one of those. I mean, they may be, you know, terrible movies overall, but there's at least one scene that kills me. I will say that without any hesitation. But, um, you know, I, I love so much horror stuff. And uh, it's no surprise that because I love so many horror things that my favorite television series of all time is The Munsters. You know, that, that's my favorite TV show of all, all time. Uh, my ritual for the holidays, because, you know, I, I work at a place, fortunately, that gives me some time off during the holidays, uh, pay time off. And during that time, I just like to, you know, crack open some, you know, may, maybe some daytime whiskey, maybe some daytime tequila to sip on. I know you're not supposed to, but I do anyways. And just watch the monsters. And there's so many episodes that I love of the monsters so much. But here's the charm of the monsters. So, you know, you've always had the debate of, you know, monsters or Adam's family. Which one are you? I love both equal. Well, not really equally. I love both. But I love the monsters more, and here's why. So, with the monsters, they don't realize that they're different. You know, with the Adam's family, they, they sort of they realize they're different, but they, you know, except they just roll with it, you know. Like, oh, this is just the way we do things. The Munsters, they don't realize it. They're just like, you know, they come from the old country. They keep saying that all the time throughout the series. Well, back in the old country, we do this. But uh, in the new, you know, United States, in the modern civilization, 
their stuff is like seen as you know wow that's really offbeat or that's really weird but they don't view it that way you know they're like well we're just normal and of course the point to drive that through is definitely you know uh lily's niece uh marilyn who is you know like basically marilyn monroe i mean you know that's obviously who she's named after but you know she she's got the blonde hair short hair very pretty and very kind and um you know the rest of the family kind of sees her as a black sheep because she's like oh well you know she gets that from your side of the family it's stuff like that but um and by the way by the way there's something i want to talk about real quick about the monsters so many people like to post this meme of morticia adams like sipping her like little tea or coffee or whatever in her like wicker chair where it like has the caption saying like you know Herman's a Frankenstein, but Lily's a vampire, and their son is a werewolf, but that's none of my business. You know, like, basically implying that Lily, you know, had Eddie, conceived Eddie with somebody else that was a werewolf. People, if you're not a fan of that series, you probably missed one or two episodes that introduced Uncle Lester. Lester is the uh, brother of Lily and son of Dracula, a.k.a. Grandpa Munster. And he is a werewolf. And in case you don't know how genetics work, things pass on through the family tree, even if it doesn't pass directly to a sibling. So, for example, one thing that's common knowledge by now is that if you have a mother who has bald uncles, there is a possibility the baldness gene will pass on to the offspring males of said sibling and that is how genetics work people the lycanthropy passed on sure lily herself was not a lycanthrope she was a vampire however she had the genes she was a carrier for it even the x-men talk about it they talk about how like the mutant gene is passed on for homo superior through to the mother you know it's like that's what happens and that's pretty much what happened there and so I'm tired of seeing that meme. And it's funny, too, because there's other people that are tired of it, too. Like, I'm in so many fan groups on Facebook and other things where, like, someone posts that meme. And, like, me and some other people are just, like, coming in like, oh, my God, this again, really? But anyways, genetics, people. Look it up. If you have a basic knowledge of high school biology, you would know that's how that works. And that's all I'm going to say on that matter. So I'm going to leave it at that because, oof, that gets me hot so fast. Anyways, so I love the series. It's very wholesome. Um, you know, everything about it is just great because it teaches lessons. In fact, it taught the lesson of racism without the episode being about racism. It just taught it like, you know, if you're different, it doesn't matter. What matters is who you are on the inside and people will recognize that. I mean, come on, man. That That's awesome because today... If we get a message like that, the whole episode's going to be around uh, the whole theme, you know, of being discriminated against for differences. In that episode, it was, but not really. It was just basically like Eddie got to live as a girl for a certain amount of time, and uh, then he got a beard, and, um, you know, yeah, he, he basically, it was just, it was a very lighthearted, very, you know, just not even really on the subject, but segued into it so well. So, uh, Monsters is my favorite of all time. I love that TV series. So, I'm going to move past that, though. I want to talk about other things that I love, like uh, Lovecraftian horror. I love Lovecraft, and I love Edgar Allan Poe. 
So in the NFL, my favorite team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I can thank my friend Kevin for that because uh, growing up, all my family was Dallas Cowboys. And when I met my friend Kevin, I wanted something different. And he was a fan of the Jacksonville Jaguars that are a brand new franchise. I was like, you know what? I like their colors. I like the idea. I'm jumping on board. And so I jumped on board with him. And ever since then, he and I have been on that sort of, you know, ship that's uh, it's staying afloat with a lot of hope and prayer. But we're, we're running out of hope. <laughs> but we're still there. Anyways, so um, that being said, though, I have other pocket teams that I like. And one of them is the Ravens. So the Baltimore Ravens, in case you guys are unaware, because uh, a lot of people don't believe me when I tell them this, is that when they were announced that they were getting a franchise for the NFL, uh, they sort of held like a uh, fan polling sort of thing. And one person suggested, hey, look, Edgar Allan Poe was born here in Baltimore, Maryland. And he was buried here. He didn't die here, but his body was carried across state lines to here to be buried here buried where he was born and so he suggested let's do the ravens the colors will be black and purple and boom it won with a landslide for that reason and that reason alone is why i love the baltimore ravens because i love edgar Allan poe growing up in high school if i ever got the choice to choose something and edgar Allan poe was a choice for like a I don't know, book report or just like a midterm or whatever, it was always Edgar Allan Poe. I cannot tell you how much I love his stories, how much I love just him in general. I mean, I understand he was a horrible human being because he liked to gamble, he married his cousin, he was an alcoholic, he was kind of crazy. But, you know, he, he with that madness came creativity. And I think that's something to say with everybody on this earth, honestly. I mean, no matter how messed up you could be, uh, you have something to offer and once you find that something and you do it 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 kind of you know validates you being here <laughs> so anyways like I said I love Edgar Allan Poe so that's a huge huge influence for me but I love Lovecraft H.P. Lovecraft by the way also was a racist he thought dark-skinned people you know were lesser than the uh, not dark-skinned but, you know, let's look past that because look, let's look at the mythos he created, you know. And it, what's funny, too, is he was anti-Semitic and one of his wives was Jewish who helped him write like a horror story. Actually, no, they were walking and uh, they went past a, a, like a, a river or a lake or something and they heard like a splash, but they couldn't tell what the splash was because it was foggy and dark. And he helped her write a horror story based on that. You know, they end up getting divorced, so it didn't work out. But still, you know, it's 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 so weird. Humans are weird. You know, it's it's like you can be totally one agenda, but attracted to the other side. You know, I mean, well, politics. You got people constantly. I see families and marriages where it's like you know, one side sees politics one way, the other side other side sees politics the other way but somehow they coexist you know i can relate that to my marriage i'm an extrovert my wife's an introvert and somehow we work <laughs> and it's amazing but anyways so I, di I i'm digressing i want to move more forward to more horror um i love japanese horror oh my god like japanese horror once again uh the grudge uh junon uh ring ringu uh i love onryu onryu are the name of the ghosts that are in there you know sadako and what have you they um they're ghosts out for revenge now it, it, what's funny is 
in the Grudge, actually, uh, they, they expand it more in the Japanese horror, which they basically explain that, like, uh, this mother was an exorcist. She had to exorcise demons, but she had to put, pass it to another vessel. So she basically made her daughter the vessel. And the daughter is, essentially gets so many demons inside her over time that uh, when she dies, those demons essentially just turn her into an Onryu, a revenge ghost. And they just want revenge on every single thing for whatever reason. Um, you know, but that that's so in depth. They, I don't I don't know if the American movies really went that depth in that depth. I uh, I watched a lot of it, but I don't think they really ever explained it that well. Um, I'm pretty sure that um, there was one point where that did happen, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I I have a bad memory, but I'm pretty sure that the uh, American version did not explain it as well as the Japanese. But anyways, it's talking about Japanese horrors. I mean, dude, they cornered the market on video games. I mean, Resident Evil. Uh, there's a, a Nintendo game that's an RPG, a horror RPG, which was like the basis for Resident Evil uh, called uh, Sweet Home. And it was a actually based on a horror movie that was released, which was a uh, team of uh, paranormal investigators go into a home of this uh, old woman who dies. And she's got like this famous painting and they're all trying to get it. But then it turns out like the entire house is haunted. Everything's trying to kill them. Uh, it's, it's really, really cool. And the music is just so awesome. I mean, you listen to the music and you just kind of wonder why did this not get released here? I mean, they could have easily, easily made that uh, very American because um, you play it. And th yeah, there's some Japanese themes, but overall you could convert that to American themes. I've seen it all the time. And I don't know why that never came out here. Uh, but for whatever reason, that's a great game. And it was the, the precursor to the Resident Evil um, franchise because that was like the skeleton for it. Um, you know, manga, I love Junji Ito. Oh my god, I love Junji Ito. If you guys do not know who that is, go look him up. Google search. I'm sure you can find some stories. If you have access to Funimation, uh, the Funimation app, uh, they got some animated series of that. And the anime series of his stories, they, it's cool seeing them. A, a lot of people are kind of like wishy-washy about it. They think some episodes are good, some episodes are bad. It, they think it takes away from, you know, the, uh, the actual horror that was presented with the manga. Um, I agree and disagree. I will definitely say this for sure. Um, one of my favorites is definitely the Town With No Streets, I think is what it's called, if I remember it correctly. Um, but it's in there. And that episode, like, I read the manga of it, and I was so confused, like, reading it. I'm like, okay, wait, what? What's happening? But then seeing the episode, like, animated, I'm like, oh, okay, this now all makes sense. Okay, uh, I get what's happening now. Um, and then there's other ones, too, which, you know, are really creepy and really scary reading the manga, but then you watch it animated, and it takes away from that. It's not as scary as you remember it, because, honestly, there's a lot of color. But I, I think really that's what makes it more uh, palatable because when you're reading the manga, there's no color uh, except for the covers. But there's no color. It's all just black and white, so it's very stark. And so a lot of the features like fangs and eyes bulging and blood and, you know, parts that shouldn't be where they are look more, um, more stark than watching it with color. 
Anyways, uh, the first introduction I had with that, though, was um, this one horror manga I bought back in high school. Uh, it's from Sinnoh Knife. It's called Mantis Lady. And it was, I loved it. I still have it to this day. And I let my sister read it. And she got to one story about, like, this koala bear that got delivered to, the, like, like, this girl's house. And uh, she started getting, like, weird stalker calls and stuff. And then it turns out, like, the koala was calling her. Like, it, it, like the koala doll was, like, alive. And uh, it was stalking her from her own bedroom. And, like, it detached the nose. Like, the doll detached the nose to make, like, a mini cell phone. And then she ends up, like, um, I, I can't remember exactly how it happened. But she ends up, like, breaking it up. And then all of a sudden you find out, like, there's, like, this life-size, like, shriveled up bloody corpse in there. And it's, like, talking to her, and it, like, leaps out the window. So it, it, it's really weird because, you know, you got this tiny koala bear, but then all of a sudden you got, like, this life-sized human that you can see inside of it, but somehow it fits inside there, and it just, like, escapes. And it appears on, like, one of her friend's doorsteps, like, later on in the story, and it ends there. But I think that, to me, that was the scariest one, well, r rather, to my sister, that was the scariest one to her. Uh, to me, the scariest one actually had to be the one about, like, this family that was super conservative. And so they wanted to keep, like, neighborhoods, you know, whatever neighborhood they lived in, they wanted to keep it, like, you know, very uh, uptight. They wanted to keep it, you know, very neat, everything. So they were very strict by the rules. And those who didn't follow the rules, they lured them into their homes and they killed them. And they, they, it wasn't just like one of those things, oh, we'll kill you like here at the front door or whatever. They would drop them into like a weird dungeon that they made and they had no escape out of it. Like there were so many death traps in there and the whole family was in on it and they were all just crazy about it. Like they were, they were all just like, oh, we're, you know, oh, you did this or you didn't pick up your dog's poop or you were out past curfew. I, you know, I don't remember 100% the details. I just simply remember it was like minor infractions that they would just murder their neighbors over. And so to me, that was the scariest one because that could actually happen. You know, it's like if someone actually had the money and had the demeanor to do this, they could pull this off. But uh, anyway, so uh, like I said, Junjito, though, he is the person that I love a lot. His horror stories, I feel like they go from all over the place. You got Lovecraftian stuff, elements, you got ghost elements, you got, you know, human nature elements. You got so many things that can be paranormal and you can't explain them. Like, I think one of the scariest ones to me from Junjito has to be the groaning drain. And it's basically about like how this one mother of like two daughters is like obsessed with being clean. Like she's super obsessed with it. But then they live in this like apartment building and one of their neighbors, the tenants in that apartment building is this like high school boy and he's like, you know, chubby and he's like greasy and he's just like, you know, they, they just make him so like uh, revolting, right? And so he ends up like touching like one of the uh, daughters and then she starts like scrubbing like crazy. And then uh, the mother, if I recall correctly, uh, she somehow gets touched by the daughter with the crease or, or he touches her, I don't remember. But I do remember that she starts scrubbing like the spot that she got with like a sponge and like just basically scrubs so much that she reveals bone. But then whenever the daughters are taking showers, you know, they uh, hear like a weird moaning through the drain, but they kind of ignore it. But it keeps getting like louder as time progresses. And then one day, uh, one sister goes into the shower while the other sister is taking a shower. And she sees her sister being dragged, like her bones cracking and everything through the drain. And it was like, what the heck is that? 
you know, it's it's so weird and it's so unsettling. And I love that about that. That's, I think, my favorite thing about horror. I love unsettling things like things that make me feel like, oh, my God, that can't happen. What did I just witness? You know, um, I don't like once again, I don't like slashers. Well, I, I grew up on slashers. I loved Halloween. I've watched all the Friday 13th uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Take it or leave it. My wife loves it. But um, to me, like it's more unsettling for something you can't explain. If you, if I can't explain, obviously we know that chubby kid that was unhygienic is the one who dragged her through the drain, but we're talking about, you know, like a two inch radius drain. How does a human body fit through that drain and drag another human down? You know, that, that's, it's, ugh, it's unfathomable and it's unsettling because it's like, you, you think about it now, you're like, well, if I hear something weird in my bathtub, what the hell's going on? Uh, man, like I said, th that's what I love though about horror is it's so unsettling. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and close up and just talk about like my favorite movies that I love. Uh, once again, sci-fi horror is where I really love to be. I love The Predator. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, you watch it. Predator One stands up to this day. To this day, Predator One stands up, and I love the game predator hunting grounds on playstation 4 and pc i mean everything all the love that went from a fan to make that went into it because you got like the music you got the quotes you have everything the setting but it's in the future and i just i just love predator i just love the predator by the way the real name of the race is yaucha it sounds weird i know but that's the real name now um that being said it, the, the game offers a lot more into the mythos. I sort of explain more. In fact, in the movies, you never see this. But in the game, they show there are genders to the Yaucha. You have females. And what's funny is apparently, according to Dutch, who is the protagonist of the first uh, Predator movie, uh, you know, he's been hunting them essentially since the first movie. And he, when he first encounters a female, he's just like, yeah, the female did not mess around. The female basically just made short work. Like, at this point, he was accustomed to taking on the predators, but he encounters a female, and he's like, and it was just like, I knew nothing. You know, it, the, like, the female, and the female even, like, puts him into, like, a net that, like, puts scars into his face, but she leaves him to fight another day, and he's just like, I don't know if she knew who I was, and that's why she left, or she just left me because she thought, you know what? It'll be better to hunt you again another day, and I can't wait for that to happen. And that's scary. That is scary. Like, think about it. If you are, like, the best killer on this planet, and then all of a sudden you get the attention of these alien race people who pride themselves on taking out, like, like life-or-death situations. Like, oh, oh, you, you think you're the baddest. Well, let me test you, boy. And nope, <laughs> you don't pass. But somehow Dutch does. Uh, I love the Predator franchise. Man, NECA, if, if those figures are amazing. I have so many of those. It is ridiculous. And yet, even then, I'm still unsatisfied. There are figures I'm missing, and I want them, but they are so expensive. Uh, anyway, so I love the Predator franchise. I think it's amazing. Uh, Aliens as well. Uh, I grew up, like when Aliens first came out, I had all the figures. I love the Alien toys. 
uh, my regret is I never got the gorilla alien, which was like the blue and black one, which you could fill his head with like water and squirt water like it was acid. But I had the bull, I had the scorpion, that was my first one, and the queen. Oh god, the queen alien was so awesome. And then I had uh, Drake, Apone, uh, Atax. I never got Ripley. I wanted her so bad, I never got her, but I got the power loader. And so those guys, you know, would go in the power loader. But god, man, I miss not getting Ripley. Uh, and when the Predator figures came out too, by the way, at that time, I won that two-pack that came with like the Xenomorph that looked like the movie Xenomorph, and then the Predator that looked like the Jungle Predator and had like the copper armor, but you know, I never got it. And then when the Predator figures came out, I was like, they had these cool Predators, but they weren't the original one that I wanted. And so to me, in my mind, I was like, you know what, if I'm going to start collecting the Predator toys, I don't want to get these, you know, like, uh, Broken Tusk Predator, Lava Planet Predator, you know, Night Striker Predator, um, whatever Predator, you know, like they had all these weird different ones, and they, they were cool, don't get me wrong, but I was like, if I'm going to start this off, I got to start off right, and I got to have that OG Jungle Predator, which came in the two-pack. I never got the two-pack, so I put off getting the two-pack for so long. Uh, eventually, I ended up getting the other figures, like the garage sales and stuff, because, you know, they were too cheap to pass up, but, um, Regardless, sci-fi horrors where I'm at, but my favorite sci-fi horror movie has got to be The Thing. Um, the Thing is just, once again, unsettling. You're talking about like a creature that's like mimicking what it sees as best as it can. You know, think about that. Like, have you ever tried to like write in another language? Like, for example, Japanese, maybe Chinese or Cantonese or, you know, whatever, what have you. But, uh... If you, have you ever tried to write in something you're not familiar with, like with the normal alphabet? It's so hard. Because you're sitting like, wait, what? And imagine, like an alien now is here and it's trying to struggle to survive. And it's trying to replicate what it sees as best as it can. But then when threatened, it just like falls apart. And to me, and especially because, you know, you don't know who to trust. Like, to this day, the jump scare in that movie with, like, the defibrillators still gets me. That is the most unsettling thing to me in that entire movie. It's like, imagine, you're sitting there trying to save the life of your fellow crewmate, and that happens? And it's like, you, you can't even react to it. It's like, you're just, bye, hands. Bye. They don't exist anymore. You don't exist anymore. And after that, everyone gets wise, like, okay, we got to figure out who the imposter is. What I say, by the way, Among Us, that's a perfect example of the thing. It's just like, you know, the thing is doing its best to pass itself off as someone there while trying to get rid of everyone there. And that's, I think that's the reason why I'm addicted to Among Us right now. But um, anyways, I'm digressing. But the thing is so just, it's so scary. And the the, the puppetry, the animatronics, the 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 special effects it's all there and it's all practical stuff too by the way it's like not even expensive you know and then kurt russell oh my god kurt russell i mean put kurt russell in any movie and you just love it i mean it's the kurt russell is the man and so you know him being the protagonist in there full-grown beard long hair you know uh blows up a computer uh that he plays chess against because he feels like he got cheated and so that that's hilarious but the cool thing about it is at the very end, right? So I'm, I don't want to do many spoilers, but he's staring eye to eye with somebody and they're not sure, like they're pretty sure they just killed the thing, the alien. 
but they're not 100% sure. And so they're looking at each other, kind of like staring each other down like, are you, are you the thing? I don't know. You know, it's like, it's one of those things where they're like, it's on their minds. But, you know, they don't know. Now, the video game came out, like, on the PlayStation 2, if I remember correctly. Maybe PlayStation 3. But uh, I remember it coming out, and I remember my friend Derek played it, and he was just all about it, and it continued on from there. However, um, in the movie, at the end, uh, apparently, you know, they uh, John Carpenter dropped some, some hints, you know, to let you know, hey, who is the thing really dead, or is the thing one of them? Uh, there's some hint to that. But, um... I, that's just one of those movies, you know, it's like, who can you trust? What's really going on? They have no means of communication. They're isolated. They're in the Antarctic. I mean, there's just so many things that, you know, can go wrong and there's no one there to save you but yourself. And to me, that is extremely scary. Like just being by yourself against something you don't know how to deal with. Oh, man, it gives me chills. Whew. Okay. So, <laughs> I think I want to end this podcast there. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm coming off of filming one of my YouTube videos, my hot action figure reviews. Um, this is something on YouTube I've been doing for a while, and actually that's been taking priority over me doing podcasts. But being Halloween night, us getting an extra hour, daylight savings time, being a blue moon, I was like, guys, I got to get on top of this. I got to make content, and make content I have. So... Uh, I have a link tree I will post as well, but uh, I'm on the TikTok now, apparently, with a shark puppet that's singing Thriller. That's my first video. hey But um, I'm also on YouTube doing my hot action figure toy review. I basically ingest something I shouldn't ingest that's ridiculously hot and try to review a figure as best as I can. Uh, mostly they're comic book figures, but I got some other stuff in there. And I'm going to continue to do other stuff as well. That's going to keep coming. Um, also, I have a Twitter and I have an Instagram. Uh, pretty much, if you just search Matthew Morningstar, and morning is like M-O-R, I'm sorry, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Um, morning, like, oh, someone died. Uh, that That's how you can definitely find me. So with that, I am signing off. I want to say once again, happy Halloween to all of you. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you next time. Hey, yo, so I want to plug my friend, who I've known for a very long time, but it is somebody I've known and he is tackling the paranormal. My friend Joshua, he has his own podcast. Go look up From the Dark. From the Dark. That is his podcast. I want you to follow him, please, if you can. I don't know. Maybe I, I might do a jig. I might do a jig. If you ask me to, I might might i probably will but the point is this is that he talks about other paranormal stuff that i love i'm following this podcast you should follow this podcast too thank you so much and good night